0: This is a nine eighty CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend John Beeler. We have a a really cool program today, and it's going to center around Apple somewhat. They had a big uh, developers conference this week and made all sorts of big announcements. Uh, of course, it was virtual this year as far as the pandemic. No one's traveling, and. Even if you're not in the Apple uh, ecosystem, I still think you should listen to the program. There's some really cool new technologies and software that they're going to be building in to their iPhones and computers that I think you'll really get a, a kick out of. John, uh, before we uh, get into uh, some of the Apple stuff, let's get to the uh, the news. And Okay, the first news item is actually Apple related. (laughs) We talked about uh, uh, the privacy uh, updates they're going to be doing uh, for their devices, John, and one of them was uh, email tracking, having the ability to turn that off where marketers and people that are spamming you can't track you. Where you're going through the internet, which is, I think, going to be a big feature for a lot of people. But interesting story on The Verge, Verge.com, John, said that basically, will this be the end of the e-newsletter boom? Because e-newsletters have really made a, a big comeback over the past few years.
0: Yeah, we have one as well. I mean, we, we try to <laughs> let people know. I mean, we don't spam you. We tell you about the contests and stuff we're giving away. And we also try to tell you all of the content that we're going to be talking about as well. So you you can know to tune in or not. And um but, I mean, we're not using some of these some of the I guess dirtier tactics that some of these uh, marketing firms do use to track you and building these invisible files and that type of thing around your activities. So this is really gonna change, I think, how people deal with that. Like I mean, one of the things that we've talked about is the fact that you and I both get tons and tons of. I'm reluctant to call them spam because I've chosen, I've opted into them. But a lot of places where you buy online, they'll send you a newsletter saying, hey, this is what's on sale this week or whatever. Some of these companies tend to do that a little too often though. Like some of the bigger clothing companies, we won't name any names, um, they tend to email you like every couple of hours, it seems, with some new promotion or some new thing. Just, I think, trying different ways of presenting the same information to see what makes you click on it.
1: Well, uh, it'll be interesting. We'll be following that story. Uh, another thing in the news here, John, you know, remember Microsoft, they had their Microsoft stores. Did you yeah. ever go into them?
0: I did, yeah. Yeah.
1: They were actually pretty cool, but they shut them all down. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, they, they said that the pandemic didn't cause it, because they were already sort of in shutdown mode before the pandemic, but I'm sure the pandemic sealed the fate of them completely.
1: Well, now it looks like they might kind of be getting into that uh, world again. They're going to be opening uh, physical experience centers in some major cities, you know, like New York and London, like big, big cities like that where you'll be able to buy Microsoft products. So a bit of a turnaround.
0: Yeah. I kind of wonder why though, (laughs) like, um, you know, it makes sense to have it in these big centers because that they just have a lot of foot traffic. Um, And I've always been surprised in some of the places that some of these retail stores do pop up in. It's like, well, why would you put a store like that there? You know, is it just because it was what it was available from a real estate perspective, or is it just because they thought it would be a good way to um, get some foot traffic to that area? Because these stores are, Directly competing with Apple in the sense that Apple has this sort of one-stop shop to buy things, but also to uh, get support for things, and I think that's something that Microsoft has struggled with—is—is is that support side of things.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Apple has just done an amazing job with their retail stores. When you think about it, when they first announced them back in the day, John, I thought, oh, you know, this is crazy. Like, why do they want to get into retail, like brick-and-mortar retail? Because that is a tough game to be in right you know high rents and you're in the technology business so the margins aren't that great but they have created i guess in my opinion kind of a retail store to beat essentially like they're obviously selling all their products in their ecosystem and you know the the products that that work with them but the service side is just incredible i've never seen anything like that and there's no technology manufacturer in in my memory that has been able to come close they've tried like microsoft you know, with mm-hmm. their stores, HP tried to launch some stores that crashed and burned.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> remember they opened one in uh, Vancouver here.
0: Yep, <laughs> just off of Robson Street.
1: Yeah, I, I remember they. I forget what hockey player they had come in that first weekend, <laughs> and they were selling <laughs> those so. uh, the the WebOS tablets. Yep, as yep. well,
0: which were really good.
1: Yeah, and then I think the next week after that they. They canceled those tablets. They they shut that whole division down. Did. I sure did. <laughs> well, I, I remember but going into that store and talking to some of the store staff, and you know, because it was incredibly busy because the hockey player was in there signing stuff, and like, oh my god, like, what are your sales been like? And they're like, we haven't really sold anything. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, kind of interesting that Microsoft's going to get back into the the whole whole game uh, again. Uh, there was a big web outage this week, John. I, I didn't know about it. I woke up to it uh, the other morning. Uh, mm. It was in my news feed. Big web outage. Websites down. Spotify, Amazon. Um, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, will we see more of this in the future as we're more and more reliant on the web, and there's just more interconnectivity between all these websites and cloud services. Yeah,
0: the the fact that one service was able to take out so many major properties at once, like, can you imagine taking out Amazon, Twitch, and Reddit? I know those are some of the, like, I don't. How does that even happen? Yeah, I don't know,
1: I don't know. Uh, It came down to this one uh, website. What was it? Fastly is called.
0: Yeah, it's a content delivery network, which is basically the, you know, the. the asphalt of the internet, you know, information superhighway, if you will. yes, a core part of it, but
1: the asphalt, (laughs) (laughs) the sidewalk, I don't know. Yeah. So that went Uh, down. Yeah. And that took down.
0: But it was interesting because, you know, didn't really affect us, but overseas in the UK people were having problems like renewing and applying for passports and doing those kinds of things. It was during business hours for them. It was overnight for us.
1: Also in the mobile news, uh, do you remember Atari? I think we all had one when we were a kid. Well, us older, us older kids. Uh, they're uh, going to be launching a cryptocurrency casino based on their old games.
0: I, I actually, when, when I came across this article, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I found out that Atari actually has their own cryptocurrency. And they're opening this casino where you can actually spend and win that cryptocurrency. Which is crazy.
1: Based on some of their old games. Well, we'll be following yeah. that as well. Atari's come a long way. <laughs> 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 okay, we've got a great show. Uh, even if you're not uh, an Apple lover, you got to stay tuned. They made some really crazy announcements this week that's really going to shape the future of technology and the devices that we're all using from smartphones to laptops. So again, even if you're not in the Apple world, you've got to stay tuned for some of these announcements. They were just amazing. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We're going to talk a little bit about Apple now. They had their big Worldwide Developers Conference, or as they say, WWDC. This past week, uh, of course, virtual this year. And there were so many different updates and announcements they made uh, as far as their software is concerned. Uh, Everything from the iPhone to the iMac and MacBooks to the iPads, the watches. And we're going to try to cover some of them. Uh, We did uh, talk about some of the privacy features uh, that they're going to be rolling out, which are amazing. If you want to learn more about those, uh, check out our sister show, Get Connected. Uh, It's a radio program every Saturday here on the Chorus Radio Network. And, of course, the podcast is available up on our website at getconnectedmedia.com. Today, John, uh, we're going to cover that a little bit more now and maybe starting off with uh, the iPhone and uh, iOS 15 and specifically FaceTime, the video conferencing uh, app or software.
0: Yeah, they added a ton of new features to FaceTime, and they've really beefed it up beyond just being a a simple way to do a video call from your phone to to another phone or to another uh, Apple product. And starting off, they added a whole bunch of different audio modes. So they're adding spatial audio. So this will basically give you a more natural understanding of uh, audio from in, in a room. It does voice isolation as well, so it can actually just highlight your voice and sort of get rid of the background noise. And there's also a wide spectrum mode. You can actually uh, hear everything in the room, for example, again, depending on the type of call that you're trying to have. And um, they've also done some visual improvements as well. They've added a grid view. You can now use your portrait camera on your phone. So you got this nice uh, blurred out background with the bokeh effect. Um, So that really makes it look even better than it already did, which was already probably one of the best looking um, video conferencing tools. Um, But, Probably the biggest thing that they did was they opened it up to non-apple
1: users. that's that is crazy. That is a that is a big thing, John.
0: It's a very big deal for Apple to do that. Yeah. So kind of like how you get a, a web request from an email uh, to join a Zoom call or a Microsoft teams call. Um, this will work with Android uh, or Windows users from your browser. So there's no app to install. Um, You'll just do it all from within that. And you can't initiate a FaceTime call, but you can be a recipient of a FaceTime call on those platforms.
1: I wonder if this is something that's going to start bleeding into Windows and Android, if there's going to be one day a FaceTime app for them. Uh, You know, we've seen the success of some of these other video conferencing platforms. I would say Zoom would be the big uh, gorilla Uh, out there uh, at the moment. I wonder if they will make this more of a, like a a video tool or a business video tool.
0: I sure hope so. And I hope they also extend something like iMessage to other platforms as well. Um, Speaking of that, um, they also have uh, really extended how you share content in your messages app. So things like if I sent you a bunch of photos, for example, right now it would be a whole bunch of photos in a row. Now in the new mode, they're going to have collages and stacks that you can have. So you'll have much more succinct uh, browsing history through your uh, messages that you get from people with other bits of media in it. Um, And they also have this thing that anything that's shared with you from an iMessage, for example, um, will show up in your shared with you album in your photo gallery, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's... uh, I actually send a lot of photos on iMessage and you know, more than one. So I really kind of appreciate that feature, that that collage feature, because you know, a lot of times I'll send my wife, you know, six, seven pictures and like, like you said, it's just kind of one after another. It's not that elegant.
0: No, but this also works with like music playlists. Like they really, they've got something new called SharePlay, which sort of integrates messages and FaceTime kind of together, but allows you, say you and I were having a FaceTime call we could go and watch um, Disney Plus together in the FaceTime call because Disney Plus will integrate the SharePlay functionality into their app. And even crazier, we can then do a picture in picture and I can order pizza on in my browser all at the same time while watching everything and still having a conversation with you while we're watching the Mandalorian together in a little window.
1: What I found neat, though, if you have an Apple TV, you know, the little smart TV box, uh, you can then uh, airplay whatever you're watching, maybe the Star Wars show, to the big screen, like your big TV or projector, projector, and you can still have the FaceTime going on your iPhone at the same time.
0: Yeah. And everyone gets to see the same thing, right? So it's just it's kind of like we were talking about on Get Connected. It's just this integration uh, across all of the devices and just make it a lot more simpler for people to interact with each other. Um, I will mention that uh, iOS 15, the beta is out now for developers. I have a developer account and so I, I've actually already installed it. And so the next thing we're gonna talk about is notifications. And I, I've i already seen this just in the, in the short period of time that I've had iOS 15 installed. They have a whole new look They're a lot cleaner and nicer to look at than how they did before or how they do currently, I guess, for most people. And they have much larger icons and just a little bit cleaner presentation and a much nicer way of presenting it all together. Um, But one of the challenges that I have all the time, I'm sure you do too, is when you get a lot of notifications, say overnight, for example, and you've got Do Not Disturb turned on, you just get this like, big pile of notifications you have to scroll through and so they've cleaned all that up you get a notification summary now you can you can basically uh turn this feature on it's it's off by default but you can actually schedule like okay at the end of the day give me a summary of all the notifications that i got that were personal and not work related for example that type of thing so you can segment off types of notifications into different piles if you will you'll get a summary for those things Um, And this also goes into something they've sort of really extended with the do not disturb functionality. And they've sort of morphed it into something called focus. Do not disturb. You turn on or off. Typically most people would have it turned on when they say, when they go to bed and then they turn it back on when they uh, wake up in the morning. So they're not going to get a call in the middle of the night, unless it's something important. Um, Focus allows you to create different sort of statuses, if you will. So you can have a work focus. You can have a, personal focus, you can have a whatever kind of focus you want, and you can assign specific apps to only be active and visible when that focus mode is enabled. So it reduces the temptation to go to Facebook if you're supposed to be at work, you know, that type of thing. Um, so it's really interesting how, and I, I know I, I hear a lot of people complaining about the fact that it's really hard to focus on something when you're getting all these notifications all the time, because you can't easily turn them off it's kind of like an all or nothing. You turn them all off or you or you, even on a mobile phone, it's hard to do that. You can't just turn off all your notifications without like going into airplane mode. So this gives you that power back and you can really create and customize this. You can schedule when these things turn on and off and that type of thing. It's it's a really cool new feature.
1: You think people are going to use it though, John? Because I know I'm, I can guarantee you like all, all our employees at work, they're not going to turn on business mode. Or work mode, <laughs> they're going to keep their facebook going and everything
0: well yeah but i mean I, I think there's certain times of the day that people do need to focus especially if you're trying to concentrate on something and you just want some quiet time or whatever whether that's you know whether you're reading a book or trying to do some work i don't think it really matters being able to cordon off and the, the interesting thing too is when you set these modes it actually sets your status so if i was to text you and you've got one of these modes turned on it would actually um, alert me saying, Mike's got this status on and he doesn't want to be disturbed right now. I can then choose to push that notification through because it's really important. Mike needs to know this right now. So, um, and again, you can enable that functionality on a per contact basis as well. So not everyone can just shove a notification through to you uh, if you don't want that.
1: We're talking all about uh, some of the uh, latest announcements from Apple uh, this past week. Uh, They're updating everything all the different uh, operating systems and their software. When we come back, we'll talk about a few more features. One of the, the big ones, uh, John, that we'll talk about is being able to get text out of your photos. You can actually click on phone numbers that you see on a sign and so much more. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here talking all about uh, the latest uh, coming up from Apple in the coming months. If uh, you've got any Apple device, an iPhone, AirPods, iMac, MacBook, iPad—you got to listen into some of these uh, these updates that they're going to be doing. Some pretty cool stuff, uh, John. Uh, just before the break, we talked about uh, how they're enhancing pictures now, uh, or what they call—is it uh, visual text, visual lookup?
0: There's a few different things. One's live text, and so imagine if you took a photo of, say, a sign or a billboard with a phone number, a website, and even some text. You now have the ability to essentially highlight that with your finger on your phone or your tablet, and it becomes readable text, just like a handwriting recognition, like an OCR, optical character recognition, anything you've taken with your camera. So imagine you're in you know, in the boardroom with a big whiteboard, and you take a bunch of notes, you can take a picture of that, and then you can copy and paste it from the photo. With your finger. With your finger.
1: Yeah. That blew my mind when they showed the demo of that. It was something. And not just a picture you just taken, you can go back to your old pictures and do that too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what's really interesting too, is that it's context aware. So if there's a phone number in there, you can actually just tap, double tap that phone number and it'll actually make a call to that phone number from that photo. And <laughs> no, they, they have this thing called visual lookup. So imagine you took a picture of your dog, your dog Murphy, You you can actually have it go and find out what breed it is using artificial intelligence from the photo.
1: I just find it, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out just to see how accurate uh, that uh, that is, John. But it's just amazing all these capabilities they're building into the photos now and and how easy it's going to be to search through your photos to find things and, and find text through your photos too. Like if you put like your, uh, if you took a picture of your Visa card number, for example, and you know, if you've got 20,000 photos, sometimes that's hard to find. But now you could just type in the first few numbers of it and it'll find it.
0: Yeah, because it all becomes searchable metadata that stays on your phone. Yes. Um, the other crazy thing is that this also works with multiple languages. So you can actually, uh, it'll translate because the translation functionality has been improved as well. So you actually translate a foreign language to English for you or whatever your settings are in your on your device.
1: I mean, there's so much more there, but we've got a lot of talk about here. Uh, The wallet, a lot of people using Apple wallet uh, to pay, you know, contactless uh, payment, especially during COVID here. You can put your credit cards in, your debit card. Uh, There's other things that go in your wallet, like your boarding card uh, when you fly or when you're going to fly again. I've got my Cineplex uh, uh, card, my movie card in there, Uh, but they have some cool new things coming to that as well, John. Unfortunately, I think that's going to start more in the States because we just don't have it here in Canada yet.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're adding support for virtual keys for cars. So BMW will have some vehicles uh, this later this year that'll support that. So you can literally just you don't have to take your f- phone out of your pocket or anything. It'll just recognize that you have that key in your wallet. Um, if you have like a, a badge for like say your your company, uh, you can actually scan your badge into your phone and then just use your phone up into you know, access doors and stuff like that, um, Hyatt this fall will start sending out hotel room keys even before you check in to your wallet via email,
1: which is crazy. John, I'm dying for that. Just, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to a hotel and there's a huge lineup. It would just be magical if my my key was just in my Apple wallet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, I, I can imagine all the other hotel chains are going to be lining up to get this functionality.
1: I have to say one downside to this, John, and it happened to us this week. Uh, we were having an after-work beer down at uh, one of our favorite uh, craft breweries uh, down in uh, Vancouver in Strathcona. It's called Container Brewing. And we we're enjoying our beers in the sunshine. Uh, I had my my little dog, Murphy. She was tired. I had her in the kennel in my Tesla. Uh, <laughs> I had dog mode on, which is a great feature of the Teslas. You can turn dog mode on and it just keeps the whole cabin Cool to the right temperature for dogs, no matter how hot it is outside. And on the screen, it has a little picture, you know, in dog mode, so people don't break your window trying to rescue, <laughs> rescue your dog. Uh, but as I was noticing, as I was finishing my beer, I, you know, hadn't charged my phone properly during the day, and that is my Tesla key. I don't even carry a key anymore. I just because the key is in the phone. Yeah, and. I was noticing, oh, I only have, you know, a couple percent left, but that's okay. Once I get back in the car, I can just charge it on the way home. Anyway, it died. I got to my car, and then I realized I can't get in my car. <laughs> so my poor little dog is trapped in the car. It's fine because the air conditioning's still going because it's in dog mode. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is a future problem. Anyway, thank God you were still there, and I could charge my phone in your car for a little bit. Yeah. so I could get can, in my car.
0: Can you put that Tesla key on your Apple wallet? I don't know.
1: No, it's not It's not an Apple wallet thing. It's, it's a Tesla oh, app thing. It's
0: just a Tesla app thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so back to the Apple wallet. Uh, you can even put your work, you know, if you are in a building and you need to, a key card to get into doors, you'll have the ability, depending what system it is, to actually put that security key right in your Apple wallet, which I think is so awesome.
0: Yeah, that's going to, make a lot of fob makers mad probably, but
1: yeah. Put the fob people. Yeah. Can you think, think about that, John, that'll put the fob people out of business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess you have to have a fob to scan in the first
1: place. Yeah, but it won't be the same. Right. Um, But also a number of uh, home lock manufacturers are going to be building that capability into their, uh, their smart locks as well. So you can just use your phone to unlock your, your front door, which I think is kind of cool. Or your, your,
0: or, or your watch even.
1: Exactly. Uh, Another cool thing, John, that showed was uh, all the updates they're doing to the AirPods. And specifically, I guess, more around the AirPod Pros.
0: Yeah, they added a new feature called Conversation Boost. And essentially, this uh, allows you to um, audibly focus on the person you're talking to. And basically, it, it boosts their volume. And then it drops the ambient noise in the room around you down. So essentially, it's like a smart hearing aid for lack of a better description that I can think of that people could understand. Uh, it sounds really cool though. So you can really focus on whoever you're needing to talk to. So imagine you're walking into a Starbucks, you need to talk to the barista. You can just basically drop everything else down and just to hear them, even others in the room. So it's not like you're turning off your music or anything like that. You're actually dropping down the auto audio from the rest of the room.
1: It's gonna be weird though, John, because I I think I, I would use that feature. There's a lot of times when we're out for dinner and we're in a loud bar or restaurant and I'm trying to talk to my wife and I can't hear her. And this is, you know, as you get older, that's a, that's it's an issue, right? I think yep. we all experience that. And now all these people are going to have their AirPods. <laughs> and I'm like, well, people will be looking at me thinking, oh my God, he's such a bad husband. He's just got his AirPods and listening to music.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> you might have to get a T-shirt made that says, I'm using this as a hearing aid. <laughs>
1: But it's kind of a cool feature. It's I'm really, really looking forward to to testing that out. I've got a pair of the iPod Pros, so uh, I'm hoping uh, that works well. But now then i got to carry the AirPods around all over the place. yeah. But I kind of do that uh, already. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, uh, we're still going to talk about some of the more features that Apple's going to be coming out with, uh, including some cool new health updates uh, and stuff around the watch. The Apple Watch, if you've got an Apple Watch, there's a new respiratory rate monitoring. We'll tell you what that's all about. And a little bit more about uh, Apple and the home. Listening to the App Show, back after this. We're back with the app show. Mike and John here talking all about the Apple uh, announcements this week. There were so many different ones uh, to go through. If you've got any Apple device, you got to stay tuned. Uh, These updates are going to be happening to your iPhones and MacBooks and and Apple watches uh, as well. Before we get into some more of that, John uh, got a great contest going.
0: Yeah, we're giving away an Unagi electric scooter this month. And this thing is super fun. Uh, We've, we've talked about it before. Uh, It gets up to 30 kilometers an hour. And uh, it's just all kinds of fun to to ride around the city. It folds up, and you can easily like throw it in your trunk or your take it on the bus, whatever you need to do. Um, and uh, a lot of a lot of cities and municipalities are opening up and changing bylaws so you can actually drive it legally around your town.
1: I like that. Yeah, opening up uh, bike lanes and things like that to e-scooters. So uh, you'll obviously want to check uh, in the city or municipality that you live in to make sure you're street legal. But uh, again, we're giving one away an unagi e-scooter go to our website getconnectedmedia.com uh john we're talking all about the apple uh, updates uh where do you want to go next uh, ipad if you've got an ipad they've got some updates coming to ipad os 15 that'll be coming out this fall that makes it even more of a laptop in my opinion
0: yeah the they really um have bolstered the multitasking functionality they they basically they they've had split view before, but they've really sort of changed how it behaves now. And it makes it really easy for you to go in and um, you have a, a new split view button at the top of your screen. And you can easily like say you have your emails on their left side and then you have your browser on the right side or say a spreadsheet or something else. Um, as you click on your emails on the side, normally they would just sort of open up in that little half of the window, but now they have this, uh, the ability uh probably with the context aware functionality of knowing that it's an email within the mail app, that it'll actually pop up above both sides of the split screen. So it's kind of like a little pile of your screens. So you can actually read the email in sort of the full width. And um and then you can sort of sort of swipe it away. And there's also a little shelf at the bottom that sort of keeps all your tabs in one place. And it just really makes it much similar uh, to expose if you're familiar with that on um a Mac OS c- computer. Um it just makes it really seamless and easy to um, manage your split views. And you can even drag and drop content between them now too.
1: Well, John, what I found interesting is that they do have that split view going now on the latest version of iPad. But I, I, I don't find it overly simple to use. It's not that intuitive for me. No. This 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 update, it seems, makes it a lot easier for people to to make it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's all kind of like, click and hold and click and drag and and that kind of stuff. It's a little bit more intuitive. I think that way from what we've seen.
1: Let's talk about uh, the Apple watch. Uh, And it's funny, John, the Apple watch is the most popular watch in the world, not just with smartwatches, but watches in general. It's just funny how like my dad, he's, he's a Danish classically trained watchmaker. And, you know, growing up, you know, it was all about watches. We had so many watches in, in the house and he still fixes watches to this day. And it's funny how, like, for example, technology just kind of really hurt that industry because, you know, when cell phones came out, you had the time on your cell phone. So you didn't really need a watch anymore. And so that really hurts watch sales. And then the Apple Watch came out, which I don't think helped things either, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) I mean, it's not just a watch on your wrist, but it's like a complete health tracking you know, smart computer on your wrist as well, and they've made uh, some updates coming up uh, for their Apple Watch OS eight. One of them is the respiratory rate measurement.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, interesting. So when you're sleeping, it actually can monitor your, your 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 breathing and and seeing how you're doing, and combine that with all the other data that it's capturing as far as your you know your sleep sleep um, tracking and how restful of a sleep you had. And so you, you have a much richer picture of what, what's going on while you're sleeping or maybe while you're not sleeping, um, that type of thing. They've they've added um, a new mode in there underneath the health, kind of like the Breathe app. One's called Reflect. And it, it's basically going to just suggest some mindful moments in the mindfulness app. So a lot of people seem to really like the Breathe app because it just makes them stop and think about something else other than whatever task they're focused on kind of goes against what we were talking about earlier with the focus, but it, it allows you to sort of like take a break yeah. and, and just think about something that's not the task at hand and, and sort of reset the inner workings of your brain or whatever you need to do. Kind and of de-stress so you, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, but they've, they really uh, enhanced a lot of the health functionality as well. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, the watch tracks a lot of stuff and, it's really great that it's monitoring all this stuff, but now they've made it even easier for you to share all that health data that it's tracking with your doctor directly. So certain healthcare providers will be able to actually download the data that you send them right from your watch. And also if this is probably, and this is probably probably the most important thing for people is the fact that if you have say uh, an older family member that you are concerned about from a health perspective, you actually have the ability or they have the ability to give you access to their health data as well.
1: So yeah, I think that's you know, a great feature.
0: Yeah. So you, you can monitor your parents, for example, if they're getting up there in age and be notified of any changes in trends. Something else they've added monitoring. So if you're trending normally, that's fine. But it'll notice like, hey, you're actually your resting heart rate's a lot higher than it normally is. Something has changed. So it'll give you those kind of trend indicators as well. And that can be shared with family or friends or a designated person, whoever that is.
1: I could I could share it with you, John. Then you could like foam me. Put that chicken wing down. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're really making some amazing advancements uh, when it comes to that Apple Watch, and I'm excited to see what they do in the coming years as well. There's rumors uh, that they're working on glucose monitoring, being able to actually take glucose readings right from the watch itself without, you know, pricking your your finger or your skin uh, to get a blood sample. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that technology advances over the coming year. When we come back from the break, we got a little bit more of uh, tech to talk and we'll be chatting about our contest as well and how you can get more entries. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Been talking all about uh, the Apple announcements this week. If you want to find out more, we've got information. John's written a great blog up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. And uh, we did a little video uh, as well, just kind of highlighting some of our, I guess, favorite uh, updates that will be happening uh, over the coming months to our Apple devices. Uh, John, our contest, we're giving away a Nagi e-scooter. This thing has all kinds of awesome. If you want a chance to enter to win, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. But if you want extra chances, John, they can do that too.
0: Yes, they can uh, answer a question. The question is, of the WWDC updates that we just mentioned, what was your favorite? Tell us what you liked. And if you don't have an Apple device or don't care about Apple, you can tell us that too. That can be your answer.
1: So essentially there is no wrong answer. Correct. But we just want to hear from you. So again, if you want extra chances, extra ballots in to win this cool e-scooter, you got to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Of course, enter the contest and then uh, just follow the instructions. And there's a number of ways to get extra ballots Uh, and today's uh, extra way. And it's just open this weekend, this weekend only. Just tell us uh, what was some of your favorite features that uh, we talked about on the uh, Apple announcements today. And again, there is no wrong answer. I want to thank uh, all the folks that helped put our show together. And, of course, that's uh, John, my co-host and uh, producer, and, of course, uh, Christina back at the studio uh, as well. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, that uh, is available across the country on the Chorus Radio Network Sundays, sorry, Saturdays, uh, even in Toronto. And if you want to hear the podcast, they're up on our website at getconnectedmedia.com. Until next time, Mike and John signing off. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.
0: 911? 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship! Ah, there was an explosion! Oh my god, the ship is
1: sinking! I can't get out! we going down! I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Huffering. Huffering. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 9-1-1 on a new night, Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.